This is Scott Vanderplume, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 40. are in March 2020, most of us in the world in the COVID-19 lockdown. Um, I'm still at work. I'm in a central service in IT in Southern Ontario, but that may change. We'll have to see how it goes. But anyway, I'm here for our monthly talk about artist editions. No specific topic this month, just we'll go through what we always go through. And I thought I'd start with as usual, with shipping changes, um, because of the way things are going, Diamond is shut down. There's no distribution occurring right now, and the bulk of artist editions are sold through Diamond. So we don't have anything right now, and we're actually not even getting shipping updates. But as dates approach and pass, I will be changing the book to To Be Determined. So the first book to hit to be determined is Dave Cockrum's X-Men Artifact Edition, which is actually not a victim of the COVID-19 diamond shutdown, but of delay at uh, IDW. Scott Dunbeer did post uh, on the Tapatalk forum that he got the uh, he got the book for final approval, so that's been approved. Now it will be printed. We'll have to see when that shows up. Otherwise, there are no shipping changes. Also, no new announcements. Nothing solicited. Uh, no AE books were solicited in the previews for June 2020 that hit Previews World last week. So we're left with the books uh, already solicited and dates to be determined as things go. So that's not the most positive outcome for this, but what can you do? Diamond did say that they are um, keeping their one warehouse open and they are shipping reorders. So if you do order an AE format book, it should still be able to get to you, depending on where you ordered from. I mean, if you're dying for a book, your best bet is probably still the publisher, but otherwise use the online links. Um, I'm, as always, I appreciate anybody using the links on the aeindex.org website because I get those are affiliate links and I get some percentages back, but get things where you can, and that sort of leads us into supporting your local comic shop. I do get all my artist edition format books from my local comic shop. And uh, with them having no new product, this is a good opportunity for you to think, is there a book that I have not picked up in the past that I think they would have or can get for me and maybe put that order in so your local comic shop stays around. You may not have a local comic shop. You may shop online, and depending on the store, that may be a local comic shop with an online presence. So keep that in mind, and if you can, in these these uncertain times, uh, order a book here or there. It would be greatly appreciated by all. All right, let's look at what has occurred this month. Let's talk those. Uh, let's talk the poll for this month. And uh, last month we had a bit of a different thing, but uh, this for the March poll we had in honor of the 10th anniversary of the IDW's AE format. We did uh, artisan editions, and I asked here are the 10 art here are the in order of publication, 10 IDW artist editions that do not have an artist edition now or solicited, which would you vote on? So I thought the voting was a bit light this month. Not sure people, everyone's aware of the artist edition format. 
But uh, surprisingly, the top vote was John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition. Now, that's a very early artist edition that is out of print, and I can see why that would get top votes. I was surprised to see Mad Artist Edition and John Byrne, well, I guess Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition makes sense as well, because that's out of print. But Mad, as far as I know, is still in print. And it's one of the bigger books early on from IDW, so it's uh, not a bad value. I still get them around. But that was surprising, yeah. So we had uh, amazing John Romita's Amazing Spider-Man Edition in the lead, followed by Mad and Burns Fantastic Four. Uh, following that up was Best of EC Comics Volume One. So there's lots of opportunities for artisan editions, and that was the poll for this month. I need to get uh, our regular person back for the polling because I'm. Uh, Struggling with ideas for right now. All right, and that actually came about because I had done an article called Artisan Edition versus Artist Edition, and I had received a David Mazzicelli's Joint of a Born Again Artisan Edition from my local comic shop. They had got it in damage, so they were like a lot of comic shops, they sell their damaged books for a significant discount. So I paid very little for it and was happy to get it. And then I compared it to my full-size David Mazzicelli's Driver Born Again Artist Edition. So it's interesting to flip it through page by page. You can go on the site and check out the post, but you'll see that it's this, the exact same scans were used, the same design pages were used. It's the same book, only at an 8 by 12 inch size. What doesn't come over are the, obviously the hardcover. I mean, but the art from the cover comes over. You get French flaps and a soft cover as opposed to a hardcover. And the end papers didn't make it but that was it otherwise it's all there and I think you can get a good amount of detail uh, from De- uh, Mazzicelli's pencils and inks uh, for even at that 8 by 12 inch size it's it's quite a nice format I still appreciate the larger format more I appreciate the art at the full size I really do I think it's uh, wonderful and I've always been supportive of that I've been a bit wary of the artisan editions uh, reprinting this material but I mean, it's it's quite cost-effective. It's a book that's out of print. It makes a whole lot of sense for IDW to compete to continue releasing artisan editions of books that are out of print and no longer available. So please check that post out. It's quite nice. All right, what else was unique this month? Scott Dunbeer appeared on the Comic Shenanigans podcast and answered questions. What was nice about the questions was Adam Chapman, the host, had put up a post on the uh, on the Tap Talk forums and said, what questions do you have for Scott? So he went over a lot of stuff. And on my post on the website, I linked to the podcast and then I linked to the answers to the questions he provided. Some interesting things I thought were um, the uh, that previously mentioned David Mazzatelli's Dread of a Morning and Artisan Edition is already going to a second printing or has a second printing. And that uh, the artist edition of that book was their best-selling volume ever. Very interesting. The Michael Golden's Micronauts artist edition came about because the collector had a large amount of material and offered it. So some things got worked through and uh, that book came out. There was talk of um, a Steve Dicko artist edition, what pages are available, what's still to be done with that, and then other things. So please check out that post. It's a nice podcast interview. Because Scott talks about his career right from the beginning all the way through and then answers the AE questions at the end. And I do have to say that I appreciate it. He gave me a shout-out midway for this site. So thanks again for that, Scott. All right. 
moving on sales numbers so because this was March um, sales numbers for February were posted and February we were lucky enough to have two AE format books released and those were the same man overture JH Williams the third gallery edition and original art the Daniel Klaus studio edition so the same man overture book sold 308 copies in its first month and the Daniel Klaus book sold 179 copies through Diamond. Now, I think the Klaus book is selling quite well because, first off, Fantagraphics uh, Studio Editions never show up in these stats because the stats I have available are Diamond sales only, and I think they sell most of their books through online retailers like Amazon. But to have it show up in the comic shop like uh, comic shop listings where Diamond would get it, so I think that's pretty impressive, and I think that's sold far more than what... That number is showing for sure. And it will continue to sell. So, very interesting there. And of course, we reviewed the original art at the End of College Street Edition last month. Uh, I'm sorry, in February. And in March, this month, I did review it for the site. I have that review and uh, the Morbus Gravis Deluxe Edition review online. I'm trying to stick to my schedule of two reviews per month. We'll have to see how that goes with what's happening right now with no book shipping. But I think I can still do that. I have a backlog of books, and there's some other things I wanted to do. I spoke uh, email, well, via email with Scott Dunbeer about um, the Rio Complete Collection, which he's said was unofficially his first artisan edition, because it's a it's a hardcover of reduced of original uh, comic art at a reduced size. Now you say, well, you just said. Unfortunately, IDW used the artisan edition moniker for two. Two different, very different books. So one is a reprinting of an artist edition book in soft cover at a reduced size of 8x12, and the other use of artist edition is for material that is not available at a larger size. So an example of that is the Kirby Pencils and Inks book, which are uh, using Kirby's photocopies of original art, so those are already at a reduced size. Uh, the TMNT book, which was again were very small original art. And we're also going to see, uh, as you see, the uh, so the Rio actually falls in the middle somewhere because there was no artist edition for it, um, but it is hardcover and original art, so it sort of falls in the second part of that. So interesting. Anyways, I'll have that next month and a review of foreign material. Like I said, I think last month's podcast, I have a backlog of foreign material that I can review. I'm going to try and do one foreign book a month. And this month I started that with the Morbus Gravis. So that's interesting. All right, let's look at out-of-print sales for February. Sales are really down on eBay for February. It's it's surprising. One copy of Best of EC Comics Volume 1 Artist Edition sold for a 103.38. Two copies of Bill Sienkiewicz's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins Artifact Edition sold for an average of 115.83. One Dave Gibbons Watch and Artifact Edition sold for one twenty five. Three copies of Dave Stevens Rock Artist Edition first print sold for an average of one forty nine eighty three. One copy of the second print sold for ninety eight forty five. Two copies of David Mazzicelli's Dark of Morning and Artist Edition sold for an average of one seventy six forty eight. I was glad to see this happening again because last month was the first month ever that that book did not sell on eBay. So that was wow. And I mean, I have two copies that I want to sell eventually. So there's an ulterior motive there for sure. All right, two copies of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1, Artist Edition, sold for an average of $84.25. One copy of Elf Quest Gallery Edition, sold for $71.07. Two copies of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Artist Edition, sold for an average of 
One copy of Frank Miller's Daredevil Artifact Edition sold for one fifteen ninety eight. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection sold for seventy nine ninety nine. One copy of Gene Colan's Trim of Dracula Artist Edition for one thirty seven thirty seven. Three copies of Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition for an average of $74.99. Three copies of Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition for an average of $163.33. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artist Edition for $88. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters Artist Edition for an average of $124.48. Two copies of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition for an average of $82.50. One copy of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition for eighty. One copy of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition for eighty nine ninety nine. One copy of Joe Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes Artist Edition sixty two fifty. Two copies of John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artist Edition, averaging one twenty seven ninety six. One copy of John Byrne's Fantastic Forest Edition for one fifty five oh six. Two copies of John Byrne's X Men Artifact Edition, averaging two oh five twenty three. Two copies of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, averaging 101.52. One copy of Lone Wolf and Cobb Gower Edition, 71.06. One copy of Mike Magola, Hellboy and Hell and Other Stories Artist Edition, second print, 73. Two copies of P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition, averaging 83.50. One copy of Ross Andrews' Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, in 99.99. One copy of Spawn Vault Edition, 359. That continues to be the absolute bestseller. For the re- for the back issue market, I mean, this blows me away. Still, if you still have that Von Spalt edition sealed somewhere, put it on eBay. Star Wars Dark Times, one copy, thirty five dollars. One copy, Wallywood EC Stories Artist Edition, two forty nine ninety nine. I don't know where that jumps from. One copy of Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition, seventy six. Um, some spikes for this month, where you think, whoa, where did that price come from? And then a lot of just under. Underpricing, wow! Like a lot of books going well below cover this month. Interesting times in this market for sure. All right, let's talk reviews this month. First up, Sandman Overture, J. H. Williams the Third Gallery Edition. Here's the blurb: J. H. Williams the Third shows off his artistic range and skills in the pages of the new gallery edition of the Sandman Overture, written by Neil Gaiman. Williams' original art for the entire book has been meticulously scanned at high resolution for its presentation in this large format Smythe's own hardcover edition. The numerous double-page spreads are displayed as never before, with minimal gutter interface, thanks to the live flat feature of these books. Though Williams' art will be shown without lettering, the book will also include scaled-down reproductions of the final lettered and colored pages for those who wish to read the story. Graffiti Designs Gallery Editions replicate the look, feel, and attitude of the original artwork. I like that, attitude. Every page is reproduced at full board size on heavy paper stock to produce, provide fans and collectors with museum-quality reproductions that are unobtainable from any other source, other than every other AE format publishing company. William's original art for this book is a joy to behold. Numerous art styles and techniques ranging from pen and ink to gray tonal washes to full color paintings are on display for the first time in all their varied glory. Um, 236 pages, $150 US, 12 by 17. Very nice book. Got some links on there available from Graffiti Designs, Things from Another World, Fruit and Planet. And then you get into the book. This is the first for the format and for graffiti designs where they've taken 
the final published work, put it on glossy paper and put four pages to a page and put the whole thing at the back of this volume. It's pretty impressive. But more impressive is, you know, I, I love Josh Beatman's design. He's, this book looks so nice. Sticking with the format that's been established and then just, you know, working the colors and the art, it's really a nice-looking design book. And then, of course, you got Williams III's art. It's just stunning at the size. Gorgeous. Um, I thought it was interesting that they mentioned pen and ink in that in the introduction because I noted that you can't there's no pencil visible in the book and there's a lot of not a lot of ink. Um, well, I guess there is a lot of ink. It's just how it's applied. You don't really get to see any pencils. There's no. Um, what did I say? Sorry. No pentimento, right? That nice term. And Williams commented on Twitter nicely after I posted my review, and he thanked me for the review and said, one of the reasons you don't see pencil marks in the final art is because I don't really pencil. It's mostly straight to inks or paint. So I appreciated that comment from Williams and thought it was interesting that Graffiti Designs put that mention of pencils in their blurb. But anyway, uh, astounding book, really. You flip through the pages, and it's just the like the differently in the introduction, the different mediums. And it just looks so amazing. And I am, I'm, I am disappointed that there's no lettering. Uh, previously, Graffiti Designs has added digital lettering to artwork like this. But I can see what they're going this way. The uh, Williams art has quite a bit of detail. And because a lot of it's painted, uh, it is nice to see it just as is. You can do a couple things, right? You can open the comic or I have the Absolute as most people would know because I reviewed the Absolute on the site because I was angry about there saying it, they had an artist edition of the absolute which it wasn't but uh, uh, yeah you can read along if you want which is what I've done with other AE format books that don't have the text or you know you can enjoy the art as it is and then go to the back and read the book like I said four pages to a page of at 12 by 17 so it is I mean if you want to read the whole thing it is reduced from what it is but the, I thought it was interesting they switch paper use a glossy paper as opposed to the normal mat the heavy mat paper stock that's used for the uh, the art pages. Then you got a gallery. You have an introduction by Williams III. It's a short biography. And there's been some interesting uh, things happening around this book. Uh, one was that uh, Gaiman got a copy. And he did an unboxing video of it, which I put on the review. And, uh, yeah, interesting stuff. What I find troubling is the... Uh, Neither retailer that I found that I normally use, Things from Another World or um, Forbidden Planet, are showing this book as being in stock and orderable, which I don't quite understand because Diamond has copies and you can order it. So why are these online retailers saying it's sold out or not available? So this is a good book to order from your local comic shop since there is stock at Diamond and they can get a copy for you. A definite must for fans of uh, Williams III. Um, I guess uh, this would draw the crowd of Sandman fans as well, but not as much as I don't think that Sandman gallery edition that came out earlier. And thankfully this is a different approach. This is all the art as opposed to that Sandman gallery edition, which is the first issue and then the one page from every issue after that. Very nice book. Moving on, I got a book that uh, I was happy to get and wasn't sure I was going to get, and that is the Morbus Gravis Deluxe Edition. 
Here's the blurb for that. Limited to 700 copies, hardcover edition of the first Druna story in black and white, which reproduces a substantial part of the original black and white illustrations from Morbus Gravis, with some original ballon, I guess they meant to be balloon, but they spelled it wrong, by Serpieri in Italian. Introduction English. This is from the publisher Lo Scarabeo. It's 80 pages, 12 by 17 inches, 77.99 USD. Right now, the only place I can find it that you can order it from is Forbidden Planet, UK. So that's great for our European friends. But uh, Diamond is showing back issue, back order not stock. So I'm not sure you're going to get one from Diamond in North America. It was limited. Apparently, I saw the solicitation, and it was supposed to come out in March. And then the date, the solicitation code basically changed to, it looked like it was solicited earlier. I didn't notice it. And uh, then it was released in January. So then my local comic shop didn't get any copies. I thought, oh, no, is this, does this mean I'm not going to get this? And then I, they did get their copy in, and I reviewed it right away. So I was thankful for that. It was the, based on that very vague description. I ordered this book. I like uh, Serpieri's art. The details are wonderful. It's a bit too erotic. Um for me to get the normal books. I'm, I'm, I have a library at home. I have young children. I always, I think to myself, oh, am I going to have a book on the shelf that I'm, I'm uh, that I would not want my children to pull down? Well, I guess because of text and things, there are adult, there are some language in books that I'm not pleased with either, but this one's good. I mean, it's not hardcore, but I mean, definitely, you know, softcore erotic material in this. There's nudity, male, female, full frontal. Um, sexual scenes for the review I did uh, try and post only images that limited or had no nudity it was really hard to find pages that had no nudity but I tried as best I could Um, so you've got examples of the art gorgeous I mean Serpieri's pencils and inks are just so nice and this book is just a really nice presentation again uh, Serpieri so the the pages come in three basically you've got the looks like scans original art uh, no borders, so it looks like they like I've seen other European works. Uh, they crop out. They they just do the art and cut off the borders. You don't see any notes or anything like that. But pencils, inks, and Serpieri has penciled in his dialogue in Italian. So I guess later on a letter came and erased that and put in the final lettering. But we we have that. Then we also have what looks like scans of copies of the original art. So it doesn't look as crisp. And it does not look like the other original art, but it looks like a copy of the scan. And then we have what looks like cleaned up pages, no dialogue. And they definitely look more like the published art. So there's not a lot of that. I do count them out for you. There's uh, there's 62 pages of art total in the book. And you have 50 pages of original pencils and inks. Six pages of copies of those ink pages. And then seven pages where they've cleaned up the art. So it's not a bad percentage, I have to say. And you can't read along unless you can read Italian, which good for you. But this is one of those books where you're just getting it for the art, and it is gorgeous. Um, it's made me wonder if I should get the. Uh, unfortunately, now the, the the recent translations of these books of the Druna series are out of print, hard to get. So I sort of, I think I missed the boat on those, but. Really well done production in this book. Very nice textured hardcover. Uh, 
and then an introduction in four languages, which it's funny. I, I, uh, I open the book up and the first, it's foreign language. I'm like, oh, and I turn the page and then this looks like the exact same page. And then I'm looking and think, oh, no, different language. So we've got Italian, Spanish, French, and English is the last. And interestingly, on the front, on the second page of the introduction, there's a small scan of, it looks like Serpieri's colored pages. So it looks like he, co- I don't know if he colored it separately. And those colors are gorgeous. I mean, and then it made me th- stop to think, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind an artist edition. Maybe an artisan edition is the way to go with this because it's a reduced size. But I'd like to see an artisan edition of the uh, of colored pages, not the of painted colored pages. So either they've they've painted onto a secondary page or they've painted onto the artboard, and which was common in the '80s. And then the the acetate overlay of the so they they they'd copy the pencils and inks under an acid overlay and then that over the colorist would tape that over the board and then they'd flip it back and forth so when you see it i've i've got about a dozen um of the colored pages from cosmic odyssey and then i have more from faffer and the gray mouser uh for a while in the 80s i was uh late 80s early 90s i was collecting colored pages if they were painted uh, i sold most of them but i've kept i've just kept some stuff I enjoy the Mignola work, so maybe there's an option for an artisan edition at some point. 8x12 would be a wonderful size to see, but it's, uh, you know, you think, ah, oh, what is the difference, right? When you look at a, the published comic and then you compare it to these colorist pages where the colors have been painted on, and then you see the acid overlay, it pops. It is striking, and you think, wow, I've never seen colors look that good. And it's very true. Uh, there is one page like that in the uh, Mark Schultz Xenozoic Tales artist edition. If you wanted to get an idea of what I'm talking about. So Wyatt is fabulous. So the Druna book, well worth getting if you can get it. Like I said, um, order from Forbidden Planet UK and get it shipped wherever you are. That seems to be the best way to get it. All right, that's uh, that's the show for this month. Please support the Artist Edition Index. Three ways available. One, Patreon. I love the... <coughs> Patreon patrons who support me monthly, I have a minimum of a dollar. You can increase that amount to any amount you'd like. For patrons, <coughs> they get a monthly newsletter of what's happening for the month ahead. I try and give behind-the-scenes information, what's what they can look forward to. And, of course, my eternal gratitude for helping me support the site. As well, you can support me by using any of my affiliate links so any link you see to order a book from on the site is an affiliate link and i get a few percentages from that and thirdly there is an option you can paypal you can just give me any random amount on paypal if you'd like to do a one-time support and think ah i like the site but not enough to do support every month all right that's my blurb about supporting the site i appreciate it i did not do my introduction so i apologize for that the artist edition index can be found at aeindex.org it's on Facebook at Facebook slash Artist Edition Index. It's on Twitter at AE Index. And it's on Instagram at Instagram slash AE Index. The Instagram feed is still doing a uh, one page a day from the early artisan edition, early artist editions from IDW. I'm going through them in publishing order. Right now, we're on the uh, EC's Wally Woods. But uh, next month, it will be switching. In a couple days, it switches to David Mazzicelli's Dead or Born Again. And that's uh, that's the show. We're 40 shows in. We'll see how this goes with the corona- COVID-19 coronavirus and shipping schedules. Amazon still seems to be shipping. Uh, Diamond has 
said they will remain closed, but publishers are talking about maybe using alternate distributors. <coughs> so we'll have to wait and see what happens. For right now, there's one book scheduled for April, and that's Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Artisan Edition. That book is not available via any online distributor like Amazon, which is where the artisan editions normally are. <coughs> for right now, it's only available through Diamond Local Comic Shop, so I anticipate we're going to see that delayed as well, unless the closure lifts before the end of April. I don't think it will. All right. Thanks, and join me again next month.